Welcome, welcome, welcome. The First Team America Patriot Network by Patriots for Patriots across all sides of the aisle from all walks of life. Today is Tuesday. I believe it's the 20th. Living the dream here on the East Coast. Uh, It is the 20th. Yes. Happy 20th day. Just kidding. A lot to cover here. I'm so uh, uh, invigorated by my fellow podcasters. Want to give a couple shouts out to Jeffrey Prather. Always enjoying his formats and informative stuff. I had Mr. Prather on my show not too long ago, last year, January, and what a great article that was or, or uh, interview that was. And uh, there's so many more keeping the uh, Liberty Torch alive. And hats off to you guys. I do what I can here. Um, and uh, never looking to make this uh, 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 podcast any more than what it should be, in my opinion, which is analog, lo-fi, and uh, without a bunch of commercials and shit like that. Now, there I go, starting to cussing already. You guys are a terrible influence on me. Um, normally, I don't get so animated, but when I do the podcast and start talking about all the different Corrupted stuff happening in the media and in the world. I get a little animated. So uh, this is an adult zone. And so for the youngsters uh, listening, I apologize for the lack of filtering on my passionate language. Wow. Glad I'm recording that. Anyway, let's cover a couple things here. So uh, much to the gun grabber's chagrin... A 22-year-old hero, the type of kid similar to the Kenosha kid, a young man who takes responsibility as a 22-year-old adult for himself and saving others, steps up to the plate and takes out a mall shooter, a cowardly 20-year-old, probably psychotropic, drug-addled, mind-tortured, individual violent gamer went into a mall and uh, uh, decided to do some killing. And uh, this 22-year-old hero uh, responded within seconds after the shooting started. The uh, murderer killed three people, wounded several. But this young man, uh, purportedly armed with just a little pocket pistol, a fantastic pocket pistol, I must add, from the wonderful uh, manufacturer Springfield Armory, in the United States, has a little nine millimeter pocket pistol called a Hellcat. Phenomenal weapon, just a great choice for protection. And apparently, this young 22 year old man shot that little pocket pistol at quite a distance. I don't know what the actual distance is, but we'll be anxiously waiting to see what that distance was. But put down that feral murderer in the mall before he can retreat back to the bathroom. It is just amazing to see the intensity at which these copycatters and other uh, uh, mentally unstable individuals. Um, I will have several thoughts on how this programming and implementation of these deranged individuals occurs. I do know that Lieutenant Lieutenant Dave Grossman's book uh, titled "On Killing" has a lot of information there. It's good. It's a good read. It's a lengthy read. But a lot of it makes sense. The conditioning of video games to get people to do bad things that they wouldn't normally do tends to wear down that uh, uh, that edge, if you will, to not harm others. And because of these violent video games that are just out everywhere, um, 
it, it conditions that person uh, wrongly to uh, uh, not have any regard for human life. And so that's that's something that stands out in my head pretty strong, as well as any other type of abuse that may have occurred to that youngster, similar to the uh, the the recent shooters in the schools, the movie theaters, and now the mall. But uh, you know what? So anyway, 22-year-old young man, Kyle Kenosha type, Kenosha kid type steps up and delivers the, this stops now. And what do the media, the left-wingers, left-wingers want? Suddenly, they don't want the term Good Samaritan tied to the hero, the 22-year-old hero. You don't get to choose what adjectives we use. Shut the hell up. Kid was a 22-year-old hero, is a great Samaritan. Exactly what the Bible talks about. Isn't it funny? I saw some, a friend of mine sent me links to this idiot that tried to uh, say that the Bible, uh, the Bible's use of Good Samaritan does not fit this description, despite many in the media using it, uh, probably without the memo that they shouldn't use it and should have sought uh, a review and approval before they used that term. But it, it specifically does show that he is a not only a Good Samaritan, but a Great Samaritan. He used, he laid down his life, put himself at risk, and used a weapon that he had at the time to stop the murder. Total fucking hero. Total hero. See, there I go again. You guys are bad influences on me. He's a total hero. He didn't hesitate. He obviously practiced. And he probably carried for that exact moment at which he was tested to protect himself and others. And the left is pulling their hair out over the use of the word Good Samaritan attributed to this hero. If you want to piss him off, keep calling him a Good Samaritan at every opportunity you get, and especially on social media, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, whatever. Call him the Good Samaritan and use his picture as an example. Um, that just drives the left crazy. But the but on the darker side of this, it's almost as if the media, the, the leftist media, is wishing the body count had been higher so they could say, see, this is why we need to take everybody's gun. See? And then this young hero steps up and takes out this violent, deranged, dr- probably drug-addled 20-year-old released upon a unsuspecting public at an area that we think should be safe. And then this 22-year-old sheepdog steps up and slaps that guy down. And he didn't make it back to the bathroom. I hope it was a very painful death for that murderer. And they really should be uh, um, publicizing the pain that dude was in as he lay there dying on the floor after he killed those, those innocents. Let them bleed out right there. That's the way it should be with these thugs. They do not care. Make it painful and videotape it. Um, But anyway, the left is just lamenting the fact that the the body count wasn't higher and that that the word (laughs) Good Samaritan was used without their approval. Isn't that amazing? It It is just disgusting. But let me tell you this, my thoughts. Old Kyle, the Kenosha kid, and this young 22-year-old hero 
can teach the Uvalde police and those who responded on scene a whole lot about courage. This guy used a pocket pistol to go after a, a madman with an AR rifle. A lot of difference in range and lethality, but this young kid puttered on the line and shot that guy down. Meanwhile, in Uvalde, 376 cops hung out together laughing, joking, using hand sanitizer, checking cell phone messages, and laying on the floor against one dude with a rifle. And 376 guys with rifles, flashbangs, shields, shotguns, tear gas, didn't do a frickin' thing for an over an hour, allowing the slaughter to continue. Meanwhile, our young 22-year-old hero steps up and puts the hammer down. Hats off to the heroes. Be a sheepdog, everybody. What is a sheepdog? A sheepdog is just a member of the public who is invested in the training and protection necessary to defend himself and his family. Everybody, men, women, should be sheepdogs. They step up when there's no support network in place or the authorities aren't there to respond. Everybody wants to do uh, uh, hand off their security to people wearing a badge. And I got an I support law and order. I don't worship cops because they're just humans. I support law and order. And the founding fathers knew that the general public was included in that law and order. We're the ones who need to step up and stop stuff. I'm not saying be a vigilante by any means. I do not encourage that at all. But if you're in a situation where somebody's going to kill somebody uh, or kill, continue killing, you've got no other choice than to step up and make sure that your training has been significant in the fact that you are now putting yourself on the line civilly, criminally, and emotionally and physically to stop a murderous person. And so that is why training is important. Good selection of equipment is important. This guy had a Hellcat, supposedly. Heard that on Jeffrey Prather's podcast. Fantastic firearm to have. Springfield makes wonderful firearms. Absolutely wonderful. Impeccable accuracy, reliability, construction. And again, I don't get paid anything for things I talk about on here. I want to try to remain neutral and do this for myself rather than trying to do this for the money. Uh, you guys get all this free stuff and and uh, probably learn a few new cuss words on the way. And I apologize for the cuss words. Anyway, but he steps up and takes this thug down and the media starts to give him the Kyle Rittenhouse slander. Go. That's what happens. Starting to pick him apart. Oh, he failed a test in 10th grade. He was a thug, but yet he stopped the murderer. Damn it. That really hurts the efforts to try to take the guns away. Here we go. They were trying to outlaw rifles from uh, younger people, move the age up. And then this 22-year-old man takes out a pocket pistol and takes out this, this murderer, psycho, with it, who was using a rifle. So hats off to the hero. I can't wait to hear his story of what really happened, how far the shots were, how many hits, where he hit them. And uh, all I can say is that young man was getting some good training from somewhere and was making sure to practice because he knows he's responsible for every round that he fires. If it hits an unintended target or person, he's responsible and can be charged. So take your training seriously. A lot of other stuff going on. Let's jump on to the next one. I had to cover that because I love seeing people who think that 
only the government authorities can protect us, which I, I'm not denying they can't protect us, but they're, they're legally not obligated to protect us in places of public. There's already been court cases, and uh, forgive me for not citing the exact one, but it's true. They're not obligated to protect us. So you are your own protector. So here we go. San Diego, California, what a, what a beautiful state, but crazy-ass government already trying to push unworking mass onto the pub, to the school kids, just trying to keep that control. We are at that point where these bureaucrats have grossly overstepped their capabilities and their powers to try and, and are trying to regulate everyday life. And the Supreme Court case shut that down for federal, but I would imagine that applies to state too, such as overzealous um, bureaucracies, bureaucratic administrations or agencies that are seeking to, like the health departments, who are falling over themselves, taking money from pharma and, and all kinds of other things to promote products they shouldn't be promoting without full testing. And remember, that COVID vax shot booster is not long-term tested. It is an emergency use authorization that doesn't mean it's good for you or that it even works, and we know now it doesn't work. And yet this mask bullshit continues. Don't wear the mask. It doesn't stop shit. Boost your immune system. Get healthy. Take supplements. Take vitamin D. We don't have a flu season. That's bullshit. We have a low vitamin D season where people get less sunlight. And your body can take that sunlight and help strengthen your immune system. But when there's less sunlight hours, that's when you need to boost your vitamin D, your quercetin, zinc, and eating good foods. So that's on the, the mass thing. The other thing that I want to point out yesterday, saw news of the citizen journalist who shows the, uh, who showed the uh, got the video of the Hoover Dam explosion. That's a pretty significant uh, uh, type incident. No doubt. That's down there uh, in the, um, oh man, what do they call that thing there? Anyway, it's an important piece of equipment. That's no small, small issue, though they are going to try to pretend that it's very minor and insignificant if that dam can't pump water to Las Vegas. If that dam can't produce power, I know they have auxiliary systems in place for power, I don't think there's shit for water as far as auxiliary. That that place is going is going running out of water considerable faster than it was imagined. Already finding bodies in the lake, all kinds of crazy stuff in there, and uh, everybody's still thinking it's a okay and they got a handle on it, but they really don't. Um, this is a something to keep your eye on. It's uh, a very uh, uh, um, serious incident here, especially if 2.5 million people of Las Vegas area can't get water and, uh, you can't bring in enough bottles per day. I think every human needs at least what a gallon to two gallons of water. And especially out there with the, uh, uh evaporation rates and, and things like that and dehydration and the heat. So keep your eye on that particular thing. Um, not going to keep you here long. I'm at the 17-minute mark now. Again, this is First Team America Patriot Network. Uh, let's look at a few other things here that are in the news. It is just overwhelming the crush. Now we're hearing that on the black market, all of the U.S. weaponry, 
that's been flowing into Ukraine for decades and now even faster is now supposedly coming up on the black market as for sale. Who would have thought that that would happen? You have an administration that wants to take guns away from Americans, yet extols Ukraine and, and congratulates them for giving out rifles to the citizens, automatic rifles, but wants to take ours away. Uh, you have the, the same administration gave multiple billion dollars of U.S. weaponry, vehicles, helicopters, all kinds of stuff to the Taliban during a uncoordinated, I'll, I'll say it's uncoordinated as far as leaving Americans behind, uh, departing from Kandahar, uh, just out of the blue, although we know that was planned to an extent. Uh, the, the, the planning really was leaving those weapons behind with the Taliban so they wouldn't uh, take a, a military and offensive against the retreating uh, Biden administration from Afghanistan. So uh, that was no mistake. That was planned to leave that type of hardware for the Taliban government that Biden and his team decided should get American weapons. There's people sitting in jail for making mistakes on exporting weapons to the wrong country or people. And yet this administration just carte blanche decides to give weapons to those who were sawing the head off heads off of people, uh, killing and, and continued and began killing uh, while the U.S. was still there, but but unassing from Afghanistan, killing the sympathizer, U.S. sympathizers there. So um, anyway, so we're not we're not in the mood to take any type of uh, uh, advice from an administration that gave weapons to the Taliban, but he wants to take ours. I saw this video yesterday on Infowars, and you can check it out. It says, uh, the title of it is, uh, Man Receives Warrantless ATF Visit for Purchasing More Than Two Guns at One Time. There's The video shows what looks to be a, a nice area in uh, Delaware. And of course, you know, the, the imposter in chief is from Delaware. I've noticed an increase of Delaware visitors on my podcast. So I hope you're listening. Um, Anyway, three ATF agents show up, showed up to his house to verify he still had possession of firearms he recently purchased. What was triggered, supposedly, according to this agent, and you go online and watch it, was that uh, he wanted to know if he still had the two firearms he bought. The guy bought several guns before, but the officers tell him they're trying to verify that there's no straw purchases happening. I have to tell you this. Several years ago, I was at a gun show in Virginia. I witnessed three individuals of suspect intentions walking to various gun booths with one of them being the money guy, giving the other guy money to go buy firearms at different booths while him and his buddy stood back and watched the other straw purchaser go buy firearms. They bought multiple firearms that day, at least four to five, maybe six. I'm watching. I go to the state police, Virginia State Police, who's working the show. And I said, I think I just witnessed some straw purchases. Here's what the guys look like. Here's what they were doing. Once I said the color, suddenly they had no interest in it. I then followed up after the gun show, called the ATF, reported what I saw, got a call back. They seemed disinterested, called Virginia State Police again, brought it up again. I wanted it looked at. They gave me some some bullshit excuse and didn't do a thing. And now you got the ATF going around now to this guy who lives in a nice area, 
and uh, wanting to see the actual firearms and check serial numbers on the guns to confirm he still had it. Of course, they were sent by higher-ups. Guy says, the ATF guy says, and again, ATF guys are mostly good guys. Uh, once you get higher to the top, they don't like constitutional rights. But he's, uh, he's saying, you've done nothing wrong, what he told the citizen. All I'm do if, doing, this is his quote from the video, all I'm doing is verifying that you have it. You got two different purchases. If you have them, I'm out of here. That's how quick it is. Do you have them with you by any chance? So three armed agents show up at his door without a warrant, without a legal warrant, and demand to see the guns that he bought. When the homeowner told him they were in his safe and the ATF guy said, unload them and bring them out. And then the agent said, there's an email from the federal side saying, can you make sure this guy's got his guns? Anyway, another agent told the homeowner if he just let them check the serial numbers, they wouldn't have to come back. So here's the point I want you to understand a couple things. Number one, these agents are going out in this example, trying to verify that this up upscale guy is not a straw purchaser, which they never do with other people. From, from what I'm aware, there's not a warrant. The guy's not suspected of any crime. And yet they're going to his house to try to intimidate him. Um, what did he say here? He said he got one rifle out of his safe and let the officers inspect the serial number. After asking if he had to get the rest of his weapons out of the safe, the, other, the, the agents told the man it wouldn't be necessary. He went on their way. The homeowner said, in retrospect, he feels bullied into giving his consent for the property searches and is embarrassed. He should have called his attorney or told him to come back with a warrant. He said, my neighbor saw the whole thing. These guys standing in, in a, a police vest in my front yard. You know, they're not going after criminals at this point. The, the DAs, the prosecutors are not charging criminals. They're going after people that have the guts to go buy firearms and train with them and use them. They're trying to scare people to not have firearms and to be scared. And that's that's not going to go over well at all. Uh, that agency is is disobeying the Fourth Amendment stan stance against unwanted, unwarranted searches and seizures. It's dis it's disgusting to see the selective enforcement of that. Meanwhile, the ATF heads let an investigation or an effort on Fast and Furious and let guns walk across an international border, which is a crime that they should be charged with. There is no, there is no um, uh, uh, ability of the ATF heads themselves and decision makers to escape crimes by letting guns go across the border, which led to the death of Agent Brian Terry. Nobody's been charged. That's been a big shit show and, and circus when they were holding the hearings on that. ATF and Holder should have been charged for that bullshit. I have friends that are ATF agents. They never let guns walk. Remember when they tried to pin that on the local Arizona ATF office that they concocted? They concocted this grand scheme to uh, uh, decide to try to entice the cartels to take guns across the border? That's bullshit. That came from D.C. It was an attempt to uh, use negative press of why they needed to take your rights. So anyway, it's a bit disturbing to see, but I'll tell you the other thing is they're tracking every firearm. They're keeping records. 
They say they destroy records. They're not destroying records. They're kept on two mainframe servers, one in Clarksville, Virginia, and the other possibly at Fort Knox, if not in Utah now. Uh, multiple backups. So when they say they're checking serial numbers and stuff, the ATF isn't destroying those records. Don't be don't be confused. Again, they're supposed to, but they're not. Now, these were recent purchases, so they probably still have the paperwork. But every gun you buy is 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 going to be kept for life on the paperwork. The calls to the NICS checks, uh, all kinds of things. Those are all records that they will keep indefinitely, even though the, the law is they have to destroy them, I believe, in three to five years. Uh, this is this is just more of the attempt by the Biden administration to try to scare people because this is in Delaware, Biden's home state. That it's no shock to me, but it's still a, an abuse of, of federal uh, regulatory powers by not adhering to uh, the Fourth Amendment and violating this guy's rights. He should hire an attorney. It's very alarming. Uh, I'm not saying these agents who showed up are bad, but they certainly did enforce and uh, unlawful, constitutionally violated, violating this guy's rights on the Fourth Amendment. Uh, you could roll up to his house and tell, you know, if you, they were concerned he was a straw purchaser, well, they have other ways they can run stings and stuff and find. They follow him around for a little bit, whatever they can do, you know. But but this showing up at his front door demanding to see guns without a warrant is bullshit. So... Guys, you, you know what this administration, this effort, the, the end result is to take your guns away and disarm you. And then they can put in the totalitarian state where you don't have rights. And uh, you've got these limp-wristed liberals running around with 900 different pronouns and dressing up in women's clothes trying to tell you that they'll protect you. Uh, you can ask the kids at Uvalde whether they were protected. Anyway, sorry to get off on that, but I did want to bring that point up. That is very alarming, and it's an abuse. Okay, jumping on to some other things here. Ah, Starbucks is shutting down stores in the Democratic, uh, the liberal-run hellholes because it's not safe. What did you dumbasses think? I'm so glad. I hate that place. I hope they, they go bankrupt. And then people are realizing that the green dream is only green for those who stand to make money by forcing people to give up their ability to travel, have reliable transportation, and uh, have a way to get around. That's why they're jacking up the prices on everything, people. And Trump is not immune from that. He was a, a, a willing participant in all that COVID funny money that went around uh, when clearly Fauci should be in jail uh, for starting that COVID bullshit at UNC Chapel Hill prior to it to its export to China at Wuhan. I keep seeing these stories. The feds are investigating it, but they're always starting at Wuhan versus UNC Chapel Hill, where clearly laws were broken in the weaponization and the partnership with communist China to design a bioweapon. The China, the Chinese bat doctors on site at UNC Chapel Hill brought in horseshoe bat virus material so they could run those tests. That is not by accident. That was planned. And so now shutting down the world with this, which Fauci threatened, and so did Bill Gates running his flapping mouth, uh, said that Trump would face, uh, Trump and the world would face a bioweapon attack. And isn't it just alarming, the lack of criminal charges and investigation that has taken place. Instead, the U.S. agencies are trying to hide their complicity in creating this bioweapon with China and then its subsequent release. 
And then the weirdest part was, and I mentioned this to people when it was happening, when this virus first broke out and people were blaming it on vaping, but they were bringing back uh, in, uh, U.S. citizens from abroad. And instead of keeping them at one place, they were putting them throughout the U.S. That never fucking happens. If you suspect there's some type of pandemic, they don't, you don't bring them into multiple sites like they did. And then, you know, expose the risk to contagion. Anyway, as we all know, that's been a planned thing, except our, our DOJ is, is deliberately looking elsewhere rather than starting at the Alpha, which is UNC Chapel Hill and the Chinese bat doctors on site, which started this bullshit. Anyway, I am going to uh, hop off. I got some work to do. You're not paying for this podcast anyway. I do appreciate you listening out there. Uh, I want to give shouts out to the UK, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, India, and all the other countries that are listening. Your sheepdogs there too. Stand up for your rights. Be peaceful, but be involved and uh, uh, expose the corruption in, in these agencies and uh, live good lives. Be peaceful. Keep your hands to yourself. It's a golden rule. Anyway, First Team America, Patriot Network, by Patriots, for Patriots across all sides of the aisle from all walks of life. Signing off.